Red states take Secretary Mayorkas to court over his order to relax deportations. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, I'll also be very blunt on how the left is constantly trying to sexualize our children. Follow the Sarah Carter Show wherever you get your podcasts. Black Rifle Coffee Company is helping you knock out your holiday shopping. If you have a coffee lover on your shopping list, Black Rifle has the best coffee brewing gear, thermoses, mugs, and apparel, all designed for folks who love America. Stuff your stockings with all of the highest grade American roasted coffee and become a holiday hero by joining the Black Rifle Coffee Club. Set your coffee delivery schedule to your exact preferences and it arrives at your door with no shipping fees. It's the gift that just keeps on giving. Looking for a patriotic gear and apparel for your friends and family? Be sure to check out all of Black Rifle's new clothing designs. Veteran founded and run Black Rifle Coffee Company takes pride in serving coffee and culture to people who love America and each purchase you make helps support veteran and first responder causes. Head over to blackriflecoffee.com slash Dana to find my favorites and get all of the best merch, coffee, and apparel in time for the holidays. That's blackriflecoffee.com slash Dana. BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Okay, who's the next question? Got my list here. On this side. Is it my turn to call on someone? Right? Okay, how about NPR? Tom what kind of questions? I mean, I'm just curious to see all of the questions that they had written down because not all of them got to ask stuff. This was at the right before the state dinner that they had where they feasted upon... What all do they have? Lobster. So stuff that we can't have. Uh, what else do they have? They had all kinds of all kind of things here. So this, I mean, it. I mean, it's kind of um, kind of comical. I was expecting to to hear what's your favorite color. What's your favorite color? What's your favorite type of lobster? What's your favorite this? What's your favorite that? Instead of anything substantive. Welcome to the show. Thank God it's Friday. Jiminy Christmas. What a week. And uh, we've got a whole, we got some things to get into here. And uh, we're going to, we're going to do all of that. We got some of it I don't really want to talk about. I just kind of want to scoot on by because it's so stupid and ridiculous. And I'm so done with talking about distractions and everything else. But, you know, unfortunately, we, we live in the stupidest society ever. And that's, you know, just kind of where we are. And we got we got we got free speech issues. We got all of that. But uh, welcome to the program. You're a lovable curmudgeon. You're a lovable curmudgeon. Dana Lash here with you. And uh, this first up, let me tell you about the state dinner that we had. The state dinner. We didn't have it, by the way. It was uh, Emmanuel Macron and Joe Biden, along with their wives. They all had this lovely dinner. And. Did you see some of what was on the dinner menu? There was audio from um, Jill Biden, or a video rather. She was talking to the press and they were asking her, or she was answering questions just about, you know, what is, what is it with, you know, t- talking about the really softball kind of stuff. And she was explaining that they were what they were going to have. Well, they're having American cheeses, so that that makes it a little bit better. They're they're they have American cheeses, so that's you know that's okay if it's like super expensive stuff. So she was discussing that, 
And she was answering, I was listening to some of the stuff that she had been saying, and I don't, we don't have that on our list, but that was one of the audio sound bites that was traveling around the internet uh, all day yesterday, and I found it very intriguing. Uh, but the dinner, pull this up, because I have all the, the menu, 200 Maine lobsters, American caviar, uh, Napa Valley Chardonnay, oh, oh cheeses from Oregon, and... It is it's described as being a very lavish state dinner. And they were having it at the Glass Pavilion on the South Lawn of the White House. Now, just just hold up. Let me just keep that out there and think about that for a minute. Because here's the headline from Washington Post from two days ago. It was called uh, Salted Ants. Ground crickets and why you should try edible insects. They're, they're encouraging you to eat bugs. People are unable to purchase, you know, actual good produce, fresh vegetables, fruits, because it's so expensive. And here you have the president of the United States whose policies contributed to this. You have the president of the United States who's sitting there dining on lobster. And caviar. And caviar. You have France's leader, who's all in it with him, you know, all in it with him. Good heavens. This is something else. I just, I just couldn't, the optics are so bad. Normally, didn't Democrats at least used to care a little bit about optics? Just a little bitty bit. Because now it's like, ah, who cares? We're just gonna, we'll do whatever we want. It's just the worst time to do something like this and then to have a press conference where you're bragging to the press about I don't care if it's American cheeses. Most people can't even I mean, they're getting government cheese. Come on. This it's just it's insane. And the optics are so bad. And what they've been doing, by the way. To the, the, the actual lobster industry is pretty unbelievable. I mean, how many jobs have they cost as his policies cost? Just in Maine alone, I was looking at some of the numbers. I mean, thousands. And just what is, it's a real slap in the face. Now, here's, they said NBC said, oh, well, there's some controversy. He's, the regulations are straight that he's pushing, that he introduced, are strangling the industry. He can't even meet with the lobstermen in Maine. And by the way, one of the people that was going at him over this was a Democrat from Maine. Jared Golden. He's a representative from the state of Maine. And he was infuriated. They can purchase 200 Maine lobsters for their fancy dinner. But POTUS can't take the time to meet with Maine lobstermen that his administration is currently regulating out of business. The regulations that the Biden administration have introduced have been called an existential threat to the state's biggest, one of the state's biggest industries. And it, I mean, just as it's bad, Whole Foods said that they're going to stop selling. This was a headline that we had earlier this week. They're stopping selling Maine lobster because two consumer focused environmental watchdogs downgraded the uh, fisheries rating. The Maine Lobstermen, they've always prided themselves on sustainability. This is something that their reps have said. And, I mean, they this is thousands of jobs here. 
There's been no recorded whale deaths at all whatsoever due to Maine lobster gear. And in fact, the last recorded entanglement that a whale had or any large fish had with fishing lines was 18 years ago. And there are lobstermen who, are, who say that they've been out in Maine's waters every single day for 40 years and they've never even seen. They haven't even seen a whale. So this is, it's, it's this, all of this environmental stuff. So he's going he's gonna to destroy this industry. He's going to regulate it out of existence. 200 lobsters. Oh, by the way, before they had their big, their state dinner, uh, Macron and Biden and their wives, they ate at, I'm going to pull this up. It was a very nice Italian restaurant, Fiola Mare. And they had, uh, their entrees are about, you know, anywhere between $100 and $150. And they had all kinds of very nice, very nice. I saw they had, they had a, uh, some nice desserts as well. Had a very nice dinner. And then they had their big state dinner. So here are the optics. After regulating, trying to regulate lobstermen, lobster, the lobstermen out of existence, they have 200 Maine lobsters. And at a time when people are, can't afford fresh produce and while they're being told to eat bugs by different media outlets. I have, I, man, I don't have any words. That's, this is nuts. It's nuts. I don't know how to describe this. Just, oh. I would have been, I, would have, I bet that was a nice dinner that they had. Hmm. So who attended the dinner? Well, it was the first state dinner that they've had uh, with France, I think, during his administration. They had, oh my gosh, they had John Legend, all the Democrats in Hollywood, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Jennifer Garner, Stephen Colbert was there. They had all of them, all the Hollywood celebrities, all the Pelosi's were there enjoying a big fancy meal on our dime. We fed John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. We fed them. Did you guys know that you bought them a meal? You didn't know that, did you? Mm, you did. So they had their big conversation, and one of the things they were discussing, obviously, was front and center, which is so stupid, was uh, their climate policies. Jeez. How can we make things worse for everybody? How can it be? How can we make it even worse? That's the big, the big question that they all discussed. Now, while all this was going down, and we're going to get into some of the Georgia stuff and everything else, uh, there was... Also, the Senate passing the rail strike bill, it's sent to Biden's desk trying to avert a rail strike right before or right right as the holiday season starts. It was an 80 to 15 vote. And the upper chamber backed this agreement that grants 24 percent pay increases, bonuses, safety provisions. It now heads to Biden's desk. They say it's going to prevent a freight shutdown that would have cost an estimated two billion dollars a day but the only thing that they got they only got one pay, day of paid sick leave that's all they got in the contract for the <laughs> well you know what i don't care because y'all have better health care than i do so there you go there's your tradesy trades off trades off right there so the president said he's going to sign the legislation so it's pretty much done one done now in the meantime uh, the Supreme Court said that they would review the Biden student loan scam. So the program is now on hold. And this was 
stemming from the move that Biden made back in August when they said that they were going to make everyone else pay for the terms of the debt that other people agreed to take on for their uh, overpriced education that Democrats created their run on when they nationalized student loans. So the program, multiple lawsuits. Now, you, we told you Wednesday, the US, U.S. Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals rejected an appeal from the Biden administration asking that they're that they that the hold on the lower court's decision could continue. So now here we are. So the Supreme Court, they said that they're that they would that, that they're going to look at it. So this is going to happen. I just don't. It's not legal. I don't I have no expectation that this is going to hold. It's going to be and Biden knew this. And I told you this Biden knew it and he banked on this. This was just let's buy some votes and then we're going to use the time that it's going to take to worm its way through the courts and get to this point. We're going to use this time to go ahead and get everyone voting Democrat and again get the election and that. And then we'll pull the rug out from underneath them after that was the whole plan the entire time. The whole plan. Now. I got an update for you on the uh, Sam Brenton. I saw a meme about Sam Brenton. You know that guy, the, the DOE guy who deals with uh, nuclear waste, and he stole that lady's suitcase and went all over. I saw a meme. Uh, actually, somebody on Twitter said, well, it makes sense how, uh, how ridiculous he dresses when you consider that he's just wearing clothes out of all the suitcases he stole, all these women's clothes. He's just wearing them. So he stole this super expensive bag from the airport, Weeks later, after he stole the bag, this is so, he's just, ugh. he uh, was at a seminar under the name of Nuclear Nerd. He uses that on his fetish app, by the way. And he gave, it was a, um, it literally, literally was a spanking seminar. I don't know how else to say it. There's no fancy way to say it. Yeah. So he has a stolen suitcase and he's given a lecture on a spanking seminar. Man, now he's finally been placed on leave. He hasn't been fired. He's been placed on leave. So that's the latest. Coming up, uh, Kanye West went from George Bush doesn't care about black people to I like Hitler. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, We've got, I'm not wrong. We got crime. We've got uh, some, I don't know. We got a whole bunch of stuff. We're just going to, we're just going to just set the dumpster on fire. Why not? Let's just go ahead. Good grief. Did you know the tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super B Tart Chews are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simply delicious. Tart cherry gummies come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off tart cherry gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com Dana for up to 35% off tart cherry gummies. Buytartcherry.com Dana. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. All right, so golly, dudes, what's happening? The average male sperm count is cut in half over the last 50 years, according to a new study. The, a new meta-analysis of the global 
Spermcom found that the average man today is only half as much as he did 50 years ago. The analysis was published in just last month, at the end of last month, by the Oxford University Press. They found that it fell from 101 million uh, per millimeter in 73 to 49 million per milliliter in 2018. Data pulled from men on six continents. Uh, that's where the everything was taken from. The authors found that the decline was present across all regions of the globe. Holy wow. Now, if you follow this trend, now again, this is an abstract, you know, they said that the average man would not be able to have children unassisted by 2050. Wow. Save men because I will blow up the planet if I'm left here with all women. God help us all. Uh, let's see here. Uh, ooh, this is actually hysterical. New York Post. A Missouri woman was bitten after the lost kitten that she was trying to cuddle was... It was a bobcat. <laughs> so, this lady, it's a Kansas City woman. She learned the hard way. She picked up what she thought was... Now, look, she thought it was an adorable lost kitten to her, to her credit. Except it was actually a wee bobcat. And she ended up totally getting bitten on her thumb. And she said, if you want to pick up a kitten to pet... Or no, she didn't say this. The police department, sorry, in Liberty, Missouri said this. They said, if you want to pick up a cute little kitten, make sure it's not a bobcat. They're Because they're pretty common out there. Uh, she, she did not require medical attention, but that was actually, that was kind of funny. Uh, there was, though, uh, a Wisconsin black cat. This came made in the news uh, named Burnt Toast. It's literally the cat's name. Uh, it went viral because it dragged a whole alligator head into the neighbor's yard. Said he was very proud of himself, this, according to his owner. That's actually hysterical. So, uh, also... India is set to jump over Germany and Japan to become the third largest economy. India will surpass Japan and Germany, according to S&P Global. Their yearly growth, domestic product, 6.3% between 21 and 30. That's what it's aimed at. Unbelievable. All right, coming up, coming up, let's talk about the dumpster fire. God help us. If you're a regular listener, then you've heard me talk about Keltec and all the reasons why they're one of my personal favorites when it comes to firearms. Privately owned family company, Keltec has been making one of a kind American made firearms since 1995. Driven by creativity, Keltec doesn't just copy other weapons on the market, they innovate new ones, including the new P50. The P50 platform is based around a 50-round double-stack magazine which lays horizontally along the top of the grip. The 5.7 cartridge comes in several variants, from sporting, hunting, to personal defense, and with how easy it handles its smooth shooting, because it's well-balanced and thus accurate. You can definitely see Keltec's reliability and quality at work. The P50 is fun on the range, but it's also great for serious home protection. To find out more about the P50 and all other Keltec weapons, and products, check out keltechweapons.com. That's K E L T E C weapons.com. Keltech, creating innovative quality firearms to help secure your world. Keltechweapons.com. Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Nick? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, in terms of Ukraine and Russia, I haven't really seen so much of that in oh the news. Gosh. I'm, of course, pro Putin. I almost can't even Putin. hear him talk because Russia. all I hear is air escaping. Um, yeah, I am also. Just, Let's go. Yeah. Just give me, give me, to, give me to the Kanye's remark. I'm not going to play this, this little turd's stuff on my blessed airwaves. Where's the other? Where's the other one? We have all, this the one you called for. No, I thought it was going to be Kanye. Welcome back to the show. It's your hateful, mean curmudgeon today, ladies and gentlemen, because Ed, the world's a dumpster fire. 
That's what we should have played, by the way, coming in. We should have played uh, uh, Smashing Pumpkins coming in. <sighs> the world is a vampire. And then you get the heavy, almost dropped burm, 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 burm. All right, golly. Welcome back to the program. So, um, never meet your heroes? I don't know. How do you start this? This is nuts. I'm, it's a phrase. I'm joking. So, there's a lot of serious stuff going on in the world, but we have to, we have to address this because politics is downstream from pop culture. And we had way too many conservatives that were way too damn thirsty about being Hollywood adjacent. Everybody wanted to get their pictures done. Everybody wanted to, oh, let's have you on this and have you on that. I don't know what is going on with Kanye or Ye, as he calls himself. I don't, I don't, I put it in the newsletter. Look, I'm going to be real. And hopefully, even if you disagree with me on this, on my assessment, because I think everybody pretty much agrees that what he's saying is, is not good. Here's the thing. I don't think this is 4D chess. And I'm so tired of people pulling that out every time they can't spin something. Well, I can't actually spin it yet, but I think it's 4D chess. Shut up. No, it's not. It is not 4D chess. Don't sit here and tell me that you're... Miss me with any any chance that you're going to roll up and start talking about redemption when you have like actual bigots with you. And that Fuentes dude is the David Hogg of of, of identity politics. When you roll up with Milo, whatever his face is with you. No, that's, and that's a stunt, man. That's a stunt. That's not witness. It's a stunt. Don't confuse the two. Sitting on, what he went on Alex Jones's, Jones's show, when he looks uncomfortable, that's crazy. And he was wearing a Balenciaga balaclava with the zipper, it's the, or the Balenciaga gimp mask. With the zippers on the eyes and the mouth. I mean, were they not just in the news for doing some totally pervy, gross stuff? And you're going to be wearing that? And then he defended them in another. And there's, I'm not going to play all this audio because I'm not. I've heard it. I listened to it. I previewed it. And I'm like, I am not going to drop just all this in my show. So here's the thing. I I got to be I, I was really shocked because there were some of uh, some of my friends, not that they agreed with what he was saying in terms of Nazis or anything else, because there were so many things that he was saying. He went on how many people shows did he go on yesterday? Like how many interviews did he give? I know the past couple days he's given about Yeah, there's like so much audio. So at one point he was talking about um not just like the Nazis and everything else. He was uh, like this audio sound by 18. He, this is one of the things that he, I think this was one of the newer clips from yesterday. Who are you to say who the president can meet with Netanyahu? Like I'm, I'm not going to, the, the Holy spirit fills me up and the less said I have, the less angry I get, you know? So you can't make me angry, but if I was of another version of yay, the Kanye West that you guys know, I would be angry at Netan for even speaking Netten. on one of the best presidents, one of our best presidents of all times. Shut the, shut the bless up, Netan. This is from yay. Now you know who I am. Oh. Do you know who I am now, Netanyahu? You know who I am now, Jared Kushner? And then you had this, audio sound by 15. This was from earlier in the day yesterday. 
But they did good things too. We're going to stop dissing the Nazis all the time. No, I like dissing Nazis. I'm no, I agree. And by the way, why do I have to feel like I have to get, I don't have to feel like I got to get along with Nazis. I love dissing Nazis. I mean, I'd, you know, I'd love dissing Nazis. I, you know, like watching them meet capital punishment. I love all that thing. I love all that stuff. Yay. No, I, what is this? Okay, let's have a discussion. What was his point? What the hell's his point? It, this is like a stunt. He's treating it unseriously, which is not how you approach witness if that's what you're trying to do. That's true. That's true. And that's what some people, I think, they're tr- it's very difficult because he says stuff like that. Well, what are, are the... the a lot of Nazis are dead, so I don't got to feel one way. Or, I don't got to feel nothing about that. They're dead. Yay. But some are saying that this is his way. Now, I'm just telling you what is I'm reading out there, that this is his way of somehow making the case for redemption for all. That isn't how you do it. That is not the way that you go about it. And as I just said, you can't approach it unseriously and you cannot approach it rolling up with the people that he's hanging out with now. I mean, are you going to sit here and listen to Bible lectures about a guy who's basically doing a troll on uh, what is he? He was selling amulets with the church militant or something. The Milo guy. Didn't he just have like a twink party like a couple of years ago? Don't Google that. Thank you. So I can't take any of that seriously. Because you are, a determination is made by the company you keep. I, and, and I, I don't know. I think he's being exploited by those two, dumb and dumber. I think he's being totally exploited by that. I think he's, I don't know if he's having like a mental breakdown or what. But he also said this, Audio Soundbite 16. He went off on Dave Chappelle too. Now listen to this. Talking about yay, and he called me Kanye, and I'm supposed to be his friend. Dave Chappelle does not believe in God and does not believe in Jesus. These are the kind of black leaders that the Zionists put in front of us. And meanwhile, we want to knock Herschel Walker, but Herschel Walker changed his life for Christ. Wow. Um, There's a piece that I was reading in Newsweek. Uh, It came out, uh, a little bit ago, and I was just published actually a little bit ago. It's by Darvio Moro. And the headline is On Blacks and Jews in the Kanye Era. And he writes that, talks about Kanye West's repeated anti Semitic comments and the rush by some on social media to, to defend him, he says, have been deeply disturbing. He goes, How he goes, how did we get here? He says it wasn't always like that. He said Jewish Americans were often on the front lines during the civil rights movement, standing, standing side by side with black leaders. And he talked about James Cheney, a black, a black American from Mississippi. He was killed alongside two Jewish Americans from New York for the crime of registering Southern black Americans to vote. He said they felt that the communities felt a kinship born out of trauma. Histories of slavery, slavery and oppression common in both our stories, he writes. And he says that, but he said it was, when discrimination against black Americans was rampant, he writes it was the Jewish community who provided an opportunity and Darvio Moro says for his own family to provide for themselves. He said, but then communities fractured unscrupulous provocateurs 
Al Sharpton, saw an opportunity and attempted to capitalize on it, damaging our relationship in the process. He said, uh, Reverend Martin Luther King spoke about the growing divide, and he said that black anti-Semitism was largely a northern phenomenon. And he wrote about it in the book, Where Do We Go From Here? Chaos or Community? And he wrote, King wrote, quote, Jews are identified with black individuals voluntarily in the freedom movement, motivated by the religious and cultural commitment to justice. And so he explores what he says is the social poison, which it is, of anti-Semitism and racism. And he said, it should grieve every single person of goodwill that two groups who used to understand these facts are most divided and fighting amongst each other. And both feel that their trauma is being diminished and there's a greater disconnect as a result. And I think it's a really well-balanced piece because he writes about, I mean, there's really, again, a lot of unscrupulous people that are trying to benefit financially and influentially off of this. And this is an issue that the left has to deal with. There's when he's talking about Dave Chappelle here, and I don't know why he's. I, I thought Dave Chappelle made Dave Chappelle, and Dave Chappelle put himself on Comedy Central, and Dave Chappelle determined when he was going to pull his show off Comedy Central. I mean, that's just you know what I thought happened. I, I, I just it's there's a huge difference between criticizing governments and criticizing uh, peoples. Does that make sense? Because you can criticize governments if they do stupid things. You can criticize the Israeli government if they do something that you don't like. Or you can criticize their leaders. But when you bring an entire section of people in it, that's different. And there's a lot of, there's, I think he's conflating the two in his statements that he keeps making. There's, no, one sh- no one's protected from criticism, but making stereotypical statements does not qualify for that and i don't i it's just it's just sad to see somebody like him because he came out with the album that he came out with what was it when did he come out with that album uh, two years ago three years ago yeah uh and it was so well received it was his, uh, basically his gospel album. He did, uh, it was Jesus is King in October 2019. And I remember, because that album was so, that album was so big, and you had kids, college kids. When I went to visit my son in college, his whole dorm room was listening to that album, or his whole dorm, first floor of the dorm was listening to that album. Black students, white students, Hispanic students, Asian students. All these young men were listening to a modern commercially produced gospel album. And I thought that was his biggest achievement. And then he does this. If you have passion for something, I think you you owe the issue... You have to, I think you prove your dedication by being serious about it. And especially when it's about the battle of winning souls, there is no room for error. There's not room for error. And I, I think that you can't approach everything like it's a stunt. You can't approach everything with shock. 
because it's unserious and people will take it unseriously. And you, you have to look, if you're going to go out and try to be a shepherd, then there's no room for error. There's the fact that he's saying things that are outright ridiculous and outrageous and you can try to interpret them any way you want to, but there's so much audio out there that I'm not even playing that I've previewed. I mean, there was one where he did a, one of the shows yesterday where he was sitting, they went to, he, they literally went to break, right? As he goes, well, I like Hitler. I'm like, what? That's, there's no, there's no defending that. There's no, we're, we got a lot more. This is, it's, it's just a ridiculous, it's a ridiculous dumpster fire is what it is. Now, Elon Musk suspended his account yesterday suspended his account because he of a symbol he was posting and it wasn't just totally the nazi symbol we're gonna we're gonna talk about that and a lot more here coming up this is i told you this is a crazy part of the show folks our great nation was founded on the principle that all men are created equal but far too many of our nation's colleges and universities including those in the ivy league continue to insist on using race as a factor for admissions The Supreme Court is deciding on this very subject right now. But there is a unique American college that doesn't discriminate based on race. It never has and never will. It's one of my favorites, Hillsdale College. Hillsdale was founded in 1844 to educate all persons, irrespective of nationality, color, or sex. And it continues that policy today, admitting students on the strength of their character, their ability, and intentions, not their heritage or background. Dr. Larry Arne, the president of Hillsdale College, recently published an article explaining Hillsdale's colorblind policies and its related refusal of government funding, even indirectly, in the form of federal student aid. Read it for yourself at Dana4FORHillsdale.com. And after you read it, please consider supporting Hillsdale with a year-end gift. So please, go read Dr. Arne's article today at Dana4Hillsdale.com. That's Dana4Hillsdale.com. Of all your favorite talk hosts, one of these is not like the others. The Dana Show. Sign up for the newsletter, chapter and verse over at Substack. Lots of good stuff up there regularly. A couple of other things to get into. I don't know if you guys saw some of this stuff. Uh, this, the, I was watching the, um, this, uh, reading some of the updates about the trial of this woman. Her name's Kathleen Casilio. She's 54 years old. She's been in Manhattan criminal court. She was offered six days of community service and one year license suspension, but she still demanded a trial. She was not going to take a plea deal. She faces seven years in prison because she was in uh, her vehicle with her young daughter. And the headlines never tell the full story. They said, oh, she plowed her BMW into a group of BLM protesters. Well, that's because they stopped her car and were beating it up and trying to break the window and get her daughter out. And she just hit the hit the pedal. She was terrified. There's video of rioters surrounding her car, beating her car, beating the window, trying to bust the window with things. Her daughter is terrified. She has a young daughter, terrified in the back seat. And she didn't know what to do. So she just, oh my gosh, just pedal to the floor. She said she feared for her life. Everyone's talking about what she did, but nobody's talking about what these rioters did. No one's talking about how the rioters and the video, I mean, there, there was a ton of damage to her car. There were photos that were shown in court 
Absolutely. She was terrified. She said that they were attacking random people. This was not a protest. And when you look at the video, no, it was not a protest. She's in the car with her daughter. They're trying to bust in the window, get her daughter. And everyone's like, oh, you're a racist, etc. Well, you know what? F-A-F-O. You're going to stop a car in the street and try to bust the windows and you're attacking people because you think that's a form of protest. You may get your ass run over. When you threaten people's lives, you, you, that is not a right for you. That is not a, a free expression for you. If you are threatening people's lives, they have a right to defend themselves. You do not get to inflict pain or suffering or fear on people because you think that is your right as some BS protected form of protest. That is just you being a domestic terrorist. That is you being a menace. That is not protest. Good grief. I mean, the video is pretty conclusive. And she's like, no, I am not taking a plea deal. She, it's because she's like, I, what else was I supposed to do? What else was she supposed to do? How many of the people that were attacking her car and beating up random people in the street, all on video, I might add, where are, where are the headlines about them? Where are the headlines about what they're doing? Just, it's asinine. There's been this war on self-defense for some time. It's like how it was with the Rittenhouse thing. Like they, what, he was just supposed to allow himself to get killed in the street? Good grief. Stick with us. We've got a second hour on the way. More of the Dana Show coming up. Did you know the tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super B Tart Chews are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simply delicious. Tart cherry gummies come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off tart cherry gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com Dana for up to 35% off tart cherry gummies. Buytartcherry.com Dana. I'm going to Georgia today to help Senator Warren, not to Georgia. I'm going to help Senator Warren because I'm doing a major fundraiser up in Boston today for for, for the uh, our next and continued Senate candidate, Senator. So that's Joe Biden. He says he's going to help out Senator Warnock or Warren, whichever one. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just saying that's he doesn't know. Uh, by going to Georgia, Massachusetts. They don't want him anywhere near Georgia. Nowhere near. Welcome to the program, ladies and gents. Uh, second hour of this Friday show. It's very good to be with you. And, whoo, buddy, this has been, whew. So the, so the latest with uh, Georgia, they've, uh, you've had, Biden won't, Biden's not down there. They don't, I don't think they want Biden down there. They've had Obama down there. They've had, I mean, a lot of other, well, I don't think the Clintons have been down there either. And they've had Lindsey Graham. They've had Mitch McConnell. They've had 
uh, a whole, in fact, Mitch McConnell, here's a fun fact. Mitch McConnell is doing a fun, uh, did a fundraiser here in Dallas for Herschel Walker. He did a big fundraiser for Herschel Walker here in Dallas. I don't know if people knew that, but he's uh, been raising money for their ad buys and all that stuff. So I don't know. It's still neck and neck, but the internals that I've heard from pollsters that have told me this on background, that it doesn't look good. Just saying. But you know what? That doesn't, polls can be wrong. So prove that they are and overwhelm the polling sites by voting. That's the only way. I mean, this is for, this is, the Senate is for Georgia voters to, if they want to give Democrats one more or not. It's all up to them. It's all up to them at this point. Audio soundbite four, this is what Walker was saying just in, uh, just the other day. Listen. Well, I think the high turnout is going to favor me, and it's high because people want to have their voices heard. They want to have their vote counted. And right now, people are getting engaged in what's happening around the country and also in the state of Georgia. I think they see Raphael went up for who he is. You can tell that they're getting nervous because they got Obama here again. So he's bringing in his celebrities, but his celebrities comes in because that's where his money comes from. So that's why I encourage everybody all the time to go to TeamHersher.com because they're not going to buy this seat. Everyone's need to know Georgia is not for sale. There you go. I One of the reasons I think that I, I like Herschel Walker is because he had a goth kid uh, analogy on uh, what you, to put your faith in. I thought that was actually kind of cool. Remember all the media was saying, oh, what is he talking about vampires and werewolves? Because he was telling a story that the media decided to not include about how you gotta you, what you put your faith in that was the whole point now this uh what did so barack obama this was just was it yesterday he was in georgia stumping for warnock i want you to listen to this and i want you to tell me who is uncle joe listen we all know some folks in our lives who we don't wish them ill will they say crazy stuff where I'm like, well, you know, Uncle Joe, you know what happened to him. You know, it's okay. It, it, they're part of the family. But you don't give them serious responsibilities. Um, Kane, who's that? What, is he talking about a different Joe? That was either a slip or an intentional. And uh, to me, it sounded like he talked about president biden but that's me yeah it's kind of kind of seemed like that too it seemed like seemed like he was kind of talking about biden a little bit it was just, you know just saying interesting okay all right yeah okay so um there's that uh goodness does that he said stuff like that before he said stuff like that before mm. audio sound by 13 this is what i'm talking about Obama just like went with the stupid media headlines and I guess I don't know maybe the the example that Walker gave went over his head I don't know maybe he was one of the least accomplished presidents that ever assumed the office when he took it uh, just you know just saying uh, just go ahead and play this audio number 13 every day he comes up with something every day since the last time I was here <laughs> Since the last time I was here, Mr. Walker has been talking about issues that are of great importance to the people of Georgia. Like whether it's better to be a vampire or a werewolf.
Yeah, he's talking about what do you put your faith this in? This is a debate that I must confess I once had myself. <laughs> when I was seven. He was talking about uh, telling a story about what you put your faith in and sharing a movie that one of the reasons that the guy's talisman didn't work is because he didn't have the he didn't have faith in a higher power. That's what he was talking about. But you know what? Go ahead and be go ahead and be moronically reductive. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because that's 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 one of the reasons why we're all here in this hellscape of of this cultural cultural and political nightmare is because of this guy and his administration. That's just lame. Just absolutely lame. Uh, now, additionally, let me pull. I got just a man. There's some things I didn't didn't get to hit going in. Uh, we have. I got. I'm gonna. I'm gonna skip over some of the GOP stuff, and I'm gonna skip over. I'm gonna get, in, get some of these economic headlines because Janet Yellen. Did you hear about this? I saw this headline. This made me so mad. Janet Yellen blames Americans splurging, not the government, but Americans splurging for high inflation. Ooh. Now, she was asked to explain how the how inflation got to be what it was. How is inflation? And in the video, she says that because Colbert was saying, well, two years ago, everything seemed fine. And he said, you know, what happened? She goes, well, we had rapid recovery from the pandemic. And the pandemic had special impacts on the economy, she said in the clip. And she said, remember, everyone stopped spending on services. And she said, instead, people spent more money on grills and technology than, than because they were working from home. She says, and then they wanted to splurge on goods. They wanted to, she said, and that all led to supply chain bottlenecks. She blamed everything on the taxpayer. It wasn't the restrictions or regulations. Yeah, if you have this, listen to this. Play this, Kane, if we have this. We had a rapid recovery from the pandemic. When President Biden was elected, unemployment was quite high. It was close to 7%. And we put policies in place that generated a very rapid recovery. Unemployment quickly fell back into the threes. Where is um, it now? Where is it now? Three seven. Okay. So normally you wouldn't expect um, just because you had a rapid recovery uh, for inflation to rise very much, if at all. But it turned out the pandemic had very special impacts on the economy. Remember, everybody mm-hmm. stopped spending on services. They were in their homes for a year or more. Um, They wanted to buy grills and office furniture. They were working from home. Mm. They suddenly started splurging on goods, buying technology. Um, You know, we were suddenly working Mm. through technology. And bottlenecks started developing where supply in particular important sectors of the economy just couldn't keep up with demand. That's absolutely asinine. So wait a minute. Explain to me. Then why are we still having a supply chain issue now? Thank you. Why did we have a supply chain issue with baby formula? The purchase of baby formula didn't change from pandemic to, and lockdown to non-lockdown. So why was there a purchase problem there? Why was there a problem for semiconductor chips? Because the lockdown didn't really change the purchase 
quantity of that. That kept going on as normal. So why was there a supply chain issue there? That is, this is, that, this is one of the most evil things. I think she's evil. I think she's absolutely evil. And I think it's evil to lie to people and blame them for the policies that you helped enact as part of this administration. To blame individuals for the consequence of policies they did not create is unforgivable. That people spent more money on, you know what, people were broke. They barely got a pittance after the government enacted eminent domain on their ability to generate income. So they couldn't even pay their bills. And if they tried, they were arrested. You had hairdressers arrested. People providing everyday services. If they tried to generate a dollar to pay their mortgage or rent, they were arrested. People were fined. They were threatened with jail time if they didn't have a mask on their face. People didn't have the money to spend on all of the floof that she's talking about here. And even if they did, it was a one and done. They were broke. And then the government, as a head pat, said, well, we'll give you a little drop in the bucket of your cash back. Oh, how nice of you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And then the, re- the restrictions and the regulations that they had on manufacturing contributed to supply chain crisis because you couldn't have people making the things that people were ordering And our stupid regulation on the importation of baby formula, that contributed. The workers in ports and rail yards and everywhere else. I mean, the list goes on. That had nothing to do with what people were purchasing from home. That had everything to do with the restrictions and regulations this administration was implementing against these industries. And as Kane notes, and now, and now they want to go after your $600 Venmo payment. Unbelievable. And of course, you know, Yellen didn't miss a beat. She also blamed Russia for the increase in food and gas prices. It's not Joe Biden. You know, nothing about the multi, multi trillion dollar spending bills. Nothing about the complete stoppage of energy and gas leasing. Nothing on that. Blaming. The splurging. Now, while Nancy Pelosi was sitting in front of her freezers, her sub-zero freezers that are about $20,000 a pop, eating the most expensive ice cream that you can purchase, by the way, everybody else was going broke. Inexcusable. Now, coming up, uh, I got some wokery for you. And energy issues. And we did confirm the tractor supply story. Our contributor, Lorraine, wrote about it over at Substack, chapter and verse. We're going to discuss that as well. In California, Gavin Newsom and his crew are suggesting reparations of six figures per resident. Two red states take Secretary Mayorkas to court to challenge his order to relax deportations. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, I'll also be very blunt on how the left is downright evil in constantly trying to sexualize our children. And I'll react to Biden's pathetic response to the protests in China and the non-binary administration official now charged with a felony. Follow the Sarah Carter Show wherever you get your podcasts. 
And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. So apparently the new, uh, it's the new Tesla semis. Those are, are the, yeah, the semi-trucks, the first of those lines are being delivered. Uh, after five years of developing the model, apparently Musk appeared at the truck's factory in Sparks, Nevada, to commemorate the shipment. Didn't disclose how many models were sent out. It's not the only electric semi-truck. Uh, you have Renault and, and Dahmer that have already shipped their versions. But the steering wheel is centered on the dash. And there's two 15-inch touchscreens on either side. 500-mile range per charge, 1,000 horsepower, 80,000 gross vehicle weight capacity. And apparently it's going to be quieter, he says. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, but it's still electric. You guys know how I feel about that. Uh, let's see. The cable news ratings continue to support the reason for all of the mass firings at CNN. I don't know if you guys, we had a headline about it, but there were a lot of people that were affected. Uh, a lot of people that were affected. When you look at CNN's ratings, they are pummeled. Oh boy, they barely beat MSNBC in, in some of these, uh, in some of the uh, day parts. It's rough. Now, New York City is hiring a new rat czar. Maybe Stacey Abrams could do this instead of the rumors about FCC chief. Uh, they said that New York City is hiring a new rat czar and it is something else. According to the job posting, it's literal. It's like an actual job posting on the mayor's website. They're looking for an executive to handle the rat control operation, but they said they want someone with a virulent veminence for vermin and a killer instinct. Wow. That sounds interesting. Fatherhood changes men's brains before and after MRI scans, according to Brain Tomorrow. I would agree with this. Uh, they said that according to this study that was uh, that was they looked at several thousand people in a number of countries. They said that the time fathers devote to childcare has tripled over the past fifty years, and it actually has changed their brains. Uh, biological changes in in the brain. It's very interesting, and uh, also. Let's see, I got one more. Ah, we're out of time. But uh, the laundress is recalling 8 million laundry products due to bacteria. So check their site. Stay with us. Dana gives you the meat and potatoes news of the day. None of that tofu news. More like bacon with a side of hash browns news. The news you want, the way you want it. The Dana Show. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know what to say. Like, what happened, happened. And like, if I had been... If I had been spending an hour a day thinking about risk management on FTX, I don't think that would have happened. I think I, I stopped working as hard for a bit. You know, honestly, if I look back on myself, I think I got a little cocky. I made more than a little bit. Um, and I think part of me, like, you know, felt like, um, like we'd made it. What? You know, they, I, welcome back to the program, Dana, last year. That's that Sam Bankman Freed guy with the FTX swindle. I mean, that's the best way to, to talk about it. That's the best way to say it. This is crazy. Lost $32 billion, billions of customer funds. And his response is, well, I got a little cocky. Oops. My bad. My bad. Oops. You know, no one's talking about uh, going after him the way that they've been talking about going after Musk. I mean, they lost billions of Billions of dollars. Billions of other people's dollars he lost. But, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with uh, the ability to censor conservatives. So I guess people aren't interested. I mean, I don't, his interviews, the interviews with this guy have everything that I have seen. They have been so, they've babied him. 
They've babied this guy. There's a really good piece in the New York Post about it this morning. They've babied him. The piece reads that he's treated with kid gloves because he's a Democrat darling. So I guess the real interesting thing is to learn what you can and can't do to get canceled if you're a Democrat. I mean, that's ultimately what this is. The way in New York Times, they try to act like it was just a case, New York, a New York Post says, of, of mismanagement. That's how the New York Times put it. Just some mismanagement, just a little mismanagement. And the New York Times actually hosted him. Let me pull this up. Uh, he was going to appear at an exclusive New York Times event with Zelensky, Ukraine's Vladimir Zelensky. Hmm. It's a, it was billed as an exclusive conference hosted by the New York Times alongside Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky and U.S. Treasury Secretary, American Splurge Too Much, Janet Yellen. How much do you think it cost to attend their uh, conference game? Oh, I don't know. The fee for one for a person. For a thousand bucks? Uh, a little up. Two two thousand bucks? A little bit more. Ooh, three thousand? Almost. About twenty five hundred. Twenty five hundred. Wow. But hey, you get main stage conversations, VIP networking sessions, breakfast, lunch, and a cocktail reception. Still not worth twenty five hundred. No, not that's not worth that. Wow. Like he didn't get enough of everybody's money? So he's got a, he's going after, jeez. They've been, but they've been treating him as, I mean, he's a fraud. Can you imagine if they treated Bernie Madoff that way? I mean, after, did they, did they give invitations out to Bernie Madoff? Nope. To go and speak alongside this, this, you know, co- uh, uh, other countries later or to have a cocktail reception and conversations. Did they do that with Madoff? I don't remember them doing that either. Hmm. Probably, you know, I have an I have a theory as to why they're coddling Sam Bankman Freed. Because they they act like he was going to save the world. He talked about tackling injustice and inequality. New York Times says he talked about things that made Democrats feel warm and gooey inside. And he acted like a guy who was totally uninterested in making money. Maxine Waters literally, he, she like blows him a kiss. Bill Clinton loved have, hanging out with him on stage. I mean, these, the Democrats were all over this guy. Probably because he gave them lots and lots of other people's money. They had a billion dollar fund of funds unaccounted for. That looks like that. At first, that's what it came out as. That seems grossly underestimated. They said he mislaid at least eight billion of customer funds. And it's going to look at, I mean, now it's going to affect, what is it, the crypto lender Genesis? That could be, yeah, several of them. That, uh, the venture capital firm Digital Currency Group. uh, And so basically, the biggest stashes of Bitcoin are now at risk. New York Post says, well, it's all because of FTX, and that's true. I mean, Bernie Madoff never came close to... Never was in the ballpark of nearly crashing an entire currency. So this guy gets feted. 
I'm not saying Madoff should get feted, but holy wow. But, you know, he the reason he is is because he was friends with all the right people. He was friends with all the right people. He donated all the right money to all the right Democrats. He did all of that. That's why. I just, it's, it's kind of, it's fascinating that, A, this went on as long as it did with FTX. B, Janet Yellen has, answer, now correct me if I'm wrong on this, Kane. She has been asked, A, and answered, B, more questions on the regulation of like, Twitter than this with FTX and crypto. It's because it's D different. Yeah. It's D different, so it doesn't matter. Man, can you imagine all the stuff we could do with that D different privilege? Hmm. Oh my gosh, it's like Beavis and Butthead, the latest movie where they were told about their white privilege and how, and then they, they took it literally. Oh, we can do anything, ma'am, because we have white privilege. <laughs> Sorry, it's our white privilege. I mean, that's, oh man. Man, man, man. So he gets total kid gloves. Wait, I had another headline about this because there was another like uh, another uh, kid glove piece. I mean, everything that I've read about him has been well, except for the New York Post, with the exception of New York Post. Most everything that I've read about him, they act like it was bad management and it's just really or or uh, bad management. And some people say the pandemic. Oh, my gosh, it's insane. Or they, they do everything that they can to minimize the impact on him. I mean, this is, this, this, they defrauded people. But he doesn't get canceled. Speaking of cancellation, I'm going to move up a couple things here. The point of uh, the whole thing with, what is it, uh, Balenciaga? Another day and Everyone in Hollywood is just kind of ignoring this. Who was it? Uh, is it Aldine's wife that threw out all her Balenciaga stuff? Yeah, so. she, put it, yeah, she put it on trash bags and said, trash day, threw it all out. Man. The, we talked a little bit about uh, the other kooky stuff that they were, the other gross stuff that they were doing. But consider how many, can I just, I'm going to make, the, I'm going to do this. They're going to go after my pillow, but they won't say a damn thing about Balenciaga. They go after my pillow. A dude who makes pillows and house shoes and robes. But, oh my gosh, if you just do some, you know, kitty porn, then hey, it's all right. We'll just sweep it under the rug. It's Balenciaga. Let's go ahead and have kids with with, uh, bondage bears and feature books of castrated toddlers in our ads. No joke. That was like, we talked about that yesterday. Not a single word. And here's the other thing. The, I'm going to pull this up in here. The other, the whole uh, Kim Kardashian thing. So she has like, I guess, a partnership with Balenciaga or something. And the only thing that she's been able to do is tweet uh, that, Oh, it says, you know, it upsets me. I'm going to, you know, look more into this. And then that's all they say. That's all they ever say. And then nothing ever happens. They just wait for the storm to blow over. Now, not excusing anything her husband has said. Why are people not raging at her for not disassociating herself with a brand that actually tried to use 
like you know, child pornography and the mainstream mainstreaming of sexualizing kids as part of a campaign. Although Kanye did defend Balenciaga in one of those crazy interviews. He said we got to stop cancel culture. No, this ain't about cancel culture. They legit were they legitimately were using the sexualization of kids as a campaign to sell their stuff. Now, Parler killed the deal for Kanye to buy the to, to buy them. I haven't it, because of the stuff he said. I I think his support for the his remark about defending Balenciaga, he, he wore that Balenciaga gimp mask, that balaclava. He wore that when he was on with uh, Jones yesterday. But we're about all the what about all these celebrities? All of these celebrities that have not said a single damn thing about this. All the other companies, they went after Goya. Myra Flores noted this. They went after Goya Foods. I know the CEO of that company. He's one of the nicest, unassuming, most unassuming people I have literally ever met. He's very quiet. You would not know who he was. He is not, he is very much unlike a lot of CEOs I've met. He is a very humble man. It, they went at, remember they went, everybody went after Goya Foods because of I think when this happened when did he when did uh the CEO of Goya he he appeared at wasn't it like a rose garden thing that Trump had where he brought these these CEOs and all of this stuff up to talk about business and uh, uh corporate taxes and all this other stuff this is like right before the pandemic and uh, Goya Foods was one of them and isn't that where a lot of the hate started Kane do you remember that I think that's where a lot of that started, isn't it? That's that was like the first wave where people got really mad. Robert Unaway is the CEO and or Bob, Bob Unaway. One of the nicest people you'll ever meet in your life and he's, you know, very they hate him and they hate Goya Foods. But Balenciaga's okay. You know, the the sexualization of kids is all right with Balenciaga's ads. Oh my gosh, but Robert Unaway, oh, what did he do? He he actually showed up at, during the Trump administration and supported the president at the time and talked about taxes and business and job creation during a press avail. And I was like either Rose Garden or something. Asinine. But they'll go after that. Good grief. I just... This is... I, I don't know. This whole thing. Coming up, there's... There's a, I, I, there's still a lot to get into. It's a weird Friday because I have a bunch of I have a mishmash of all these. They're important headlines and they're important issues and important stories, but they don't dovetail very well together. Uh, so coming up, this we have uh, Venezuela oil dealings. The wind power push is threatening an endangered whale. Where are the animal rights people? We're going to talk about that. Also, we confirmed the tractor supply company Wokery. We'll talk about that as well. The latest with ooh, some bad uh, jobs numbers, all of that. We got a whole bunch of stuff still and uh, a whole other hour on the way. Florida Man's coming up next. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> it's time for Florida Man. What is one of the things that you never do in an airport or on a plane? Y'all have watched Meet the Parents, right? What's one of the things that you never, ever do? You don't joke about having a bomb. But unfortunately, that is what this one Florida man did in Chicago O'Hare International Airport on the 25th of November. 
<sighs> they did handle it. The police quickly handled it. But his name is uh, Hilberto Killing Beck. He's of Boynton, Florida. He's being checked by the TSA. And he joked to the TSA official that he had a bomb in his bag. Now, he'd probably been in a long time, line a while, and was being, is maybe being sarcastic, but uh, they, that, no, 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 that's not how they responded. They had the Chicago Bomb Squad, an arson team. They came out, he was charged with disorderly conduct. There was, they had no explosives or anything like that. You don't ever, I mean, unless you want to be late, you can make that, you know, but otherwise that's not, you know, you're not supposed to be doing that. How many times we got to tell you all this about scooters and the speed of a scooter? Okay. This is not a repeat of an older story. This is an entirely brand new story. This comes by way, again, of Florida, Monroe County. A man was arrested, 38-year-old Jose Virgil, about 3 a.m. by Monroe County Sheriff's deputies after he crossed onto the highway and uh, with a, on a scooter that did not have any lights. Now, what gets me is that deputies in the car, they, cu- they tried to stop him. He's in his little scooter. He would not pull over. He was not going to do it. He kept driving towards a hotel. He got off the scooter and tried to run away and jump in the water. And they tried to shock him, but were unsu- with the taser, they were unsuccessful. He jumped in the water, would not come out. He really did not want to. I mean, look, you're going to trust the dark water in the middle of the night with gators right. over going with police? Right. Really? Come on. He was trans. They finally got him. Uh, he had uh, all he had was a little bit of marijuana on him. He was transported to a nearby jail. I mean, you almost got eaten by gators. Like, why would you? Yes, I don't. You can't say, Dana, not, you don't know that. Yes, I do. They're in all the water. They're in puddles, even streams, little trickles. They're everywhere. <sighs> I just love I thought he's going to outrun the cops on the scooter. How many? We see this over and over again. You're never, ever going to get it. It's never going to happen. Never. Uh, also, a couple other things here. By the way, it was a stand-up scooter, Tampa Free Press. It was so, it was like even the slower one. I'm not, I don't, I want to clarify. It wasn't the little like bike scooter. It was like the kid's scooter that you stand on. And it's, it, like that. He thought he was actually going to get away again. Oh, let's see here. We have a couple others. (laughs) A Florida woman was arrested after a brawl with her jealous boyfriend. They hit each other with sandwiches. Jeez. I need you to look at this mugshot because I'm not going to be able to go on with this. Um, Yeah, Kane just wants to know about the sandwich. So a Lake County Sheriff's deputy, he was dispatched Sunday. A 39-year-old Jennifer Racapa called 911 to report an attack. Uh, Her man friend, that's how it was, I don't know, I guess I would say that was her significant other, accused her of having relations with someone else. She said she went to the store to get a drink. Her beau went to go get some food stamps. (laughs) Uh, he, she parked in the driveway. She was blocked when the man returned with a sandwich. Uh, she told the deputy that the man and a mutual acquaintance, they, uh, they had been working on the vehicle, began yelling at her. Uh, and they, she had, she had food, he had a sandwich and apparently they threw their food at each other and they both got arrested. She posted a thousand dollar bond. That is the crate her Yeah. Her mugshot says it all. Really? Like a thousand dollar bond. Cause she threw a sandwich at somebody. Yeah. Really? Stick with us. Third hour next. Do you support the Chinese people's right to protest? Do you have any reaction to the factory workers that were beaten and detained for protesting COVID lockdowns? 
do you regret restricting airdrop access that protesters used to evade surveillance from the Chinese government? He is not answering any questions. Do you think it's problematic to do business with the communist Chinese party when they suppress human rights? Golly, I love she's just like unrelenting. Tim Cook was he was in D.C. yesterday. He had a meeting with Joe Biden and other members in uh, uh, Congress or, uh, or members of Congress who was not answering questions. So welcome back to the program. Th- top of our third hour here this Friday. Dana Lash in with you to get you set up for your weekend. And he wasn't going to say a single thing about that. Not anything. That's going to be very interesting to watch. Now, on that note, in terms of agents of state and the government working with entities, I wanted to share with you this piece from Julio Rosas on just that. Now, you remember the, let's go back to last year, uh, when you had those photos that came out of people who were trying to rush across the Rio Grande in uh, Texas. I think this was in the Del Rio sector. And there were a bunch of Haitians that were trying to cross the river, a real shallow portion, and you had Border Patrol agents who were on horseback who were there trying to... Actually, they were rescuing some people out of some of the deeper parts, trying to stop them from drowning themselves. And they were also trying to stop them from committing a crime. And you remember those photos that came out where Democrats accused these Border Patrol agents of swinging whips at Haitian illegal entrants. And in fact, they weren't whips at all. They were literally the reins for the horses and no one was whipped. And the photographer who took the images even gave a statement saying no one was whipped. These were the reins to the horses, you morons. He didn't have the moron part I did, but you got under, you understand. So now what Julio Rosas has discovered, because remember they were, they had placed them on leave and they were investigating even though these agents had done literally nothing wrong. Rosas discovered with Town Hall that DHS had planned a meeting with leftist groups who pushed the lie about those agents. In fact, the Heritage Foundation's oversight project finally obtained some emails showing that the White House's Office of Public Engagement had planned a meeting between DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas and members of far-left groups. It was set for September 27th of 2021. And Cedric Richmond the White House's Director of Public Engagement, and Juan Gonzalez, the National Security Council Senior Director for the Western Hemisphere, were also scheduled to attend. Now, some of the groups that were listed as to be represented at the meeting, they were the loudest voices who pushed the lie about whipping Haitians at the border. One of them was the group Latino Victory, whose president, Natalie Reyes, and CEO had said, quote, we're disturbed by the image of Border Patrol agents whipping Haitian migrants seeking asylum at the border. It's cruel, immoral, and humane. Another one was the Mi Familia Vota, where they said that we stand, their quote was, we stand in solidarity with Haitian immigrants and condemn the horrific images of Border Patrol agents whipping migrants at the border. They were some of the people who were the loudest on the airwaves, in the streets, 
and on social media about this. And the they were demanding that the Biden administration terminate all those border agents in the photos. Now, in the emails that were obtained by the Oversight Project, they show emails from Catherine Gonzalez, who is with DHS's Office for Civil Rights and Civil Liberties, and Angela Kelly, a former senior immigration counselor, writes Roses. They were, they, these emails show the complaint against the agents in Del Rio and DHS, both filed by different groups, all claiming rights violations. And that led to, there were a bunch of other groups, the Haitian Bridge Alliance, Undocu Black Network, Black Alliance for Just Immigration, BAJI. And they were all saying that all those agents were whipping these illegal entrants and they all needed to be fired. So in the email, in the chain of emails, the uh, Catherine Gonzalez, who's with DHS, said her office was opening up cases and trying to set up meeting with the groups, meetings with the groups who filed the complaints. And she added how, quote, personal contacts were reaching out to her from those groups trying to get on her calendar. Now, obviously, the official investigation concluded that the photographer whose photos were used by these activists, that he even said no one was whipped. Literally no one was whipped. And he said that almost immediately after this narrative came out. They said that Border Patrol, they're not issued whips. They were using their reins to keep the horses away from people charging the horses to avoid injury, actually, to the horses. But none of the groups responded in time when, when Rosas reached out. DHS didn't speak out. So here you have all of these emails between DHS and these far-left activist groups colluding to try to fire all of these Border Patrol agents who were falsely accused of doing something they absolutely in no way did at all. Notice how you couldn't even get anyone. Notice how the media never presented anyone who was illegally crossing on camera accusing them of being, accusing Border Patrol agents of being whipped. They couldn't even get anyone saying that they were whipped because no one was whipped. This is the stupidest thing ever. You have a bunch of, uh, of uh, progressive journalists in D.C. and Washington who ain't never seen a horse, much less reins. But they met. They had a whole email discussion. They were trying to, they were setting up meetings. They were colluding with the far left activists. Again, the far left was using the government or the government was using, they were, they were working with the far left. This is what we're seeing in all of these agent of state accusations. This is something else. They did more investigating into these border agents and more bullying and more screeching about these border agents than they have ever done to any other issue at the border. Texas Tribune actually had to report this week that counties were declaring disaster areas due to the border crises. The crisis that's happening. A number of different border counties, they are getting support and funding through Greg Abbott's Operation Lone Star, Pro- Lone Star Program. It's that border security initiative that the state of Texas, the DPS, and Texas Military Department created. Hopkins County, for example, uh, that's about, they are, their uh, Texas Tribune said Hopkins County is 500 miles from the southern border, about eight hours away. But they said that there were people flooding into their community since Biden took office and they said that they've no, they've had an uptick in uh, drug crime. They've noticed uh, they're now they're engaged trying to stop human trafficking because it's going through Hopkins County. And they said they had to declare a disaster because they did not have the manpower or the resources to deal 
with everything that was coming with it. That's what people don't realize that when the left talks about this, they act like it's just these innocent women and children that are coming across the border or uh, just maybe it's just people who are looking for work. But it's not. You, You have to remember that this entire operation is controlled by the cartels. They are the ones who determine who gets across the border and who doesn't. And with that, they use individuals that are going across the border as really shields to hide the stuff that they're bringing across the border, which includes human smuggling and massive amounts of drug trafficking, fentanyl, etc. And this is what all of these counties are dealing with. Kinney County is right between Del Rio and Eagle Pass. They were the first ones to declare a disaster area back in 2021. So, so far in Texas, 30 counties have had to do this because they did not have enough law enforcement to deal with everything that was coming up through it. The drug crimes, the trafficking, all of this other stuff. Because you got the cartels that are using them. I mean, this is... And and in fact, the closest they've ever gotten to to covering this is when Abbott was taking, and this is what the media didn't tell you, he's taking these illegal entrants on buses and, and, and especially from these counties that have declared a disaster area because they don't have the resources. They don't, they don't even have the hospital space. They don't have it. You know, New York likes to, you know, Richie Rich, uh, uh, what is it? Martha's Vineyard up there. They not, these counties are not financially equipped like Martha's Vineyard is or like some of these other places that these illegal entrants have been bused to. So these counties, Abbott's been taking these these illegal entrants and putting them on the buses and planes and all that and sending them elsewhere from these counties. Did you guys hear any stories of Martha's Vineyard writing a check to Kinney County or Hopkins County? I mean, you've got lots of billionaires up there. You got all kinds of first families, former first families, all that. They got their their swanky vacation homes. You have all of these very, very wealthy Democrat donors that have their big mansions up there. In fact, the majority of the of the the I I think the houses and all of that is what is it like second homes for vacation. So far, according to CBS, Texas officials sent 13,000 illegal entrants to New York and Chicago. And they're coming from these counties that have declared disaster areas. They are struggling. I mean, I've been down there at the border and I've seen what people have had to deal with. I mean, I've seen what Border Patrol had to deal with. I can't even, I don't know who would want to take that. It's such a thankless job. Those people are cut from a different cloth. I I will never forget when I was talking to one of these agents and he was so tired. He had already been working. Take this. When when we got down there, we went out before the sun came up and we were uh, McAllen. And on the bank of the Rio, and we're talking to, and because the left, you know, likes to always box check, about 99% of all the agents there were, were Hispanic. And was talking to one border agent, and he, you could tell he was tired, but he was very alert. And he, the, he, was, he was pulling an eight-hour shift. He was in the eighth hour of a shift. They are having to work so much. And I asked him how many miles that he had to cover, because each agent had a section uh, to cover and I think he said something like they had like a 300 mile, he and another agent split a 300 mile, se- 300 mile section. I mean, I have trouble with my yard when I get my dogs out, you know, I'm like, I remember being with my when my kids were super little and being with my kids like at a park and having to constantly, you know how little kids are when they get out in the open and nature and 
wide open, wide open spaces, skies, all that. They go nuts. You got to watch them. I can't even imagine having to do this. That's that's crazy. And I, I just, I can't even, in these counties that are having to deal with the overflow, not caring about it is a privileged white Democrat issue. That's what it is. We have more on the way. Let me tell you some of the other stuff that we have on deck here. Uh, because the food stamp costs are skyrocketing in California. It's weird because unemployment hit a low there. We have the results of our fake or artificial tree argument. I really, no matter what it is, I'm going to claim victory. I'm just going to tell you this right now. I'm just I'm not even going to lie. And now the tractor supply people, they are support, supporting wokery. But at least they're not doing it in their aisles, which is really what I mean. Can I be honest? I was really hoping for that because I wanted to see those photos. Can you imagine? And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. All right, so you know that USA plays tomorrow. I think Wrexham AFC plays tomorrow, too. Uh, that's, that's yeah, uh, in a different tourney. But check this. We're supposed to play the Netherlands, right? Now, Steve just sent this over. They're facing World Cup chaos because of a flu outbreak. A flu outbreak has hit the squad ahead of of their USA last 16 clash. Uh, in fact, their coach said the squad was suffering from flu outbreak. And he thinks, now here's the thing, that it's potentially related to the air conditioning at the Qatar World Cup. So they're not coach, but manager. Netherlands manager, uh, Luis van Gaal, could be sweating over the availability of some of his key players. Now, I don't. they didn't say, they just said that one midfielder was among those that was affected, a crucial player. Um, but he said that several squad members, those are the only numbers that we have, that's, they didn't do their traditional 11-on-11 training. Uh, he's being real coy. He's like, I'm giving him a day of rest. Are they still going to play? Because you can't really postpone that, can you? It's not like you can You can postpone that match. You can't. Ooh. Ooh, man. I'm not, I'm not, I hope they recover because I want a fair, I want a fair match. I hope they recover. Look how nice I am. I'm so nice today. Uh, here's uh, another fun thing. Uh, this this comes from uh, actually Iranian media. One day after the elimination of Iran's national team from World Cup, FIFA announced that banners in support of Iranian protesters, which had previously been banned, are now allowed to be taken into stadiums in Qatar. Isn't that something else? Right? Isn't that something? So uh, a study has concluded that pandemic stress literally caused teenagers' brains to age by several years. Thanks, Fauci. It's a new study from Stanford. Uh, also, a couple other things. People, morning people are said to be smarter and have uh, higher verbal intelligence, debunking previous studies. I think this study's bad and the previous ones are better. Stay with us. We got more in store next. Shooting down woke culture one crazy headline at a time. It's the Dana Show. But I think that we really showed, I think, how it's done in the state of Florida. And if you look about, uh, you know, how we how we performed, uh, you know, we no governor Republican has ever gotten a higher percentage of the vote in Florida history than we got in 2022. So, man, the media is they were going at him this morning. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. Bottom of our third hour. So there was a story that came out from Financial Times that said, oh, 
Florida legislators are looking at a reversal of their Reedy Creek District repeal. And that was the thing that basically um, gave Disney the ability or the allowance to basically just run their theme parks however they want to in Orlando. And apparently, the way that the story was, they said that it was legislators that were mulling a reversal, they said, of that tax district. And somehow it was uh, because of, you know, Iger, uh, Bob Iger, their new CEO, he was regretting his activism, regretting the Disney's activism against that Parental Rights and Education Act. And Reuters reported it as well. And they said that, by, by the way, the Reedy Creek thing didn't, doesn't happen until next summer, I think. Or that wouldn't go into effect, I think, until next summer. Um, but they had a lot of, there was a lot of other options. But it was, you know, part of the culture war. And so Bob, I, Bob Iger, who is the successor to Bob Chapik, they brought him back. He wasn't going to speak out about the, about the law. And he was, he was basically expressing regret for the activism. Although, do you really want to give him a pass? Because didn't it start under him? Yeah, so, I don't know. But DeSantis went out and corrected the reports, saying, no, 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 no. That is not, that is not what's going down here. And he said that a spokesperson for the governor said, yeah, Ron DeSantis doesn't do U-turns. Because, literally, that's what it said. Ron DeSantis does not make U-turns. They're not, they ain't doing it. The statement said the governor was right to champion removing the extraordinary benefit given to one company through the Reedy Creek Improvement District. We will have an even playing field for businesses in Florida, and the state certainly owes no special favors to one company. Disney's debts will not fall on the taxpayers of Florida. A plan is in the works and will be released soon. So the they noted that the... NBC, the 25,000-acre Reedy Creek property, it's like a city within a city that Disney runs. They can maintain everything from the fire department, the roads, the infrastructure, the water, so they don't have to use any kind of local municipal service. They can make changes without working with a planning board. They can issue bonds to raise money for improvements, all of that. And it still pays property taxes and other levies to the jurisdiction in which it sits in two counties. So if... Because everyone was saying, well, it's punishment, it's punishment. Or whether it was about preferential treatment, which is what really, it really kind of was. Why should you get preferential treatment? Especially when you're doing this. So that was the, that was the whole thing. And it looks like it's about, yeah, if it's about equality as Kane notes, then why should you get special treatment? You're one business. So they... There, it is a risky, I think this is out of everything that DeSantis has on his plate, this is probably the riskiest issue for him, just because of, I, I think that there's an extraordinary illiteracy in state, local, and or state, municipal, local issues like this. People don't understand, people don't understand what tax credits are. They don't understand this stuff. Um, not everybody, but some, some of the drive-bys don't. So they like to position it as, Things that it really, I mean, they, they, they write about it and they don't really know what it is, like the FT piece. It's like, that's not, it's not about, it's not anything about punishment. It's about why should one business get preferential treatment? I mean, 
how is that not cronyism, right? I mean, that's the, the thing. Now, you know, one of the concerns is that that district was established a long time ago. So there's no political responsibility for it to continue existing. And that would open you up. And this is why I say it's risky. If it's repealed and they try to establish it again, that would create issues for DeSantis that he would have to deal with, even though it's the whole issue was created kind of, you know, a long time ago. So they said, no, 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 they're not going to. And and they're not going to they're not going to do it. They're not going to they don't make U-turns. And it really would, by the way. And here's the other thing. If if DeSantis, because he's got a book coming out next spring, which is exactly what you would do if you were going to run for president at some point. If he is running on a semi-populist, now I don't hate populism. I, I hate a, when it's the sole thing. A little is fine. Too much, just like salt. It's over-seasoned. But DeSantis, if he is going as a limited, if he would run as a limited government guy on that, you know, appropriately populist, the little populist on the platform, it's really difficult to do if you were to back away or overlook this thing with Disney, particularly because Disney is involved in this culture war. And by saying this, I mean, it would be very easy for anybody in the primary to use if he allowed it to continue while this culture war happened. Then it would be really easy for a primary opponent to say, yeah, but you allowed this to go. You could have stopped it and you didn't. So in some ways it's risky, but in other ways, it's a safe bet for him to make. Because that's not that can't be used. His inaction on the preferential treatment for Disney during the height of culture wars when they were going after Disney was going after parents. They he can't be accused of basically helping to enable it by giving them preferential treatment. So it's a smart move to make, especially now, because you can have all this time pass and it kind of settles and it can't be used against him anymore. So I actually think that's a, it's a calculated smart move. He's playing long ball, and that's good. And he's seen everything. That's good. A couple of other things here to get into. So we were talking a little bit earlier about all this, the Twitter stuff and Kanye and everything else. Elon Musk suspended his account. He tweeted a whole bunch of stuff. He tweeted this thing. It was the Star of David that had a swastika inside. And apparently it's like used by some as like a cult symbol. It's used by others as this. I mean, it's the symbol goes back, you know, a, a quite a ways. But it was just sort of interesting that that he tweeted that. And he kept some of the stuff that he was tweeting. Apparently it was getting reported so often that Twitter had to create like a form response for reporting it. And so finally, I was going to pull this tweet up at one point. Musk was just like, okay, enough's enough. This is ridiculous. We're done. And suspended him. And he had said, I tried in his tweet. He was like, I tried. So there were a lot of questions as, okay, well, is that actual incitement, etc.? This kind of couples with a piece that's, it's from barons.com. It says the Twitter ban that would make Musk a hero. Well, it would be the Ayatollah. Iran, uh, the Iranian supreme leader. They have all kinds of tweets. Like, for instance, the Ayatollah tweeted, quote, the Western powers are a mafia, and at the top of the mafia stand the prominent Zionist merchants and politicians obey them. He tweeted that over the summer. So how is that not incitement? 
That's the thing. I think that I, I, you, I don't think he should have suspended him because I think that's what the mutant block button are for. Here's the issue with free speech, and this is why I always say let people's freak flag fly. Because if you have government that imposes uh, a, you know, controls on speech, then everybody has to say the same things and everybody has to sound the same. And you're never really going to know who's nuts. Who's damn, think about it. I mean, would you, if he wasn't able to say this stuff, and it doesn't mean that you support it because you support free speech. They're, those are two different things and evil people try to conflate them. But wouldn't you like to know who you're dealing with? That's kind of how I always thought. Then you can decide if you want to have any association with that, that person or not. One of the things about censorship is that it removes the person's right of association because they're not informed. They don't know with what they are associating if they're not allowed to be informed because of uh, censorship. Now, I don't think that this can be called censorship because I don't think that Musk was, he was an a- acting as agent of state. However, Ken and I both do think that the heat got to him a little bit, which is why he did this. Now, I don't think that Musk, I don't think that Kanye should have been suspended uh, just because you can mute or block it. The idea of free speech is not to protect things that with, uh, you know, things that only everybody agrees with. It protects ugly stuff too it does and so that's something you got to be really careful about and incitement is the definition of that i don't think that what he had been tweeting met at least the legal standard as it's identified here in the united states as as meeting that that metric meeting the measure of what is or is not incitement you know the fighting words and all that i just i don't think that did Musk could have said you can mute or you can block. I think to I think he really does need to ban the Ayatollah. He, he, if he's going to do this, then he's got to do that because the Ayatollah has tweeted some way worse things. It's and it's been pretty. It's been pretty uh, the stuff that he's had out there for years. So I don't I and it's just all weird. But that the symbol here's the other thing somebody noted. You know, the Apex Summit that was in Thailand? You know, we just had the state dinner with uh, Macron. He was speaking in front of what's pretty much a swastika on the background. I mean, Kane, have you seen this image? It's a red and green, and it kind of looks, that looks like a swastika that he's speaking in front of. It's just the middle part is red, and then the little... Legs that stick out are green. Yeah. It, it you know, just kind of, I mean, they all spoke right in front of it at the Apex Summit. And there was a giant swastika on the screen behind them. That's kind of significant. I don't know. It's, it, but this is, I, I think this is going to still be, I don't know. We talked about the Kanye thing earlier. I just, I think that he has mental issues and I think that he is entirely being exploited for sure. And it's unfortunate. I think he has mental issues. I think that he goes through these manic periods and he's being exploited by people. And that's because he said some he's he's being and and now he's like saying some really he's saying some really bad stuff and just doesn't need to doesn't need to be doing that. But again, if you're going to if you're going to witness to people and you do it in an unserious fashion, don't 
or try to witness to people or you're going to try to do a stunt about redemptive arcs then don't you, you got to be serious and you can't have these hanger-ons that are nuts hanging on going rolling up with them now one of the other things i wanted to hit this too the tractor supply story our contributor lorraine wrote about this over at uh, chapter and verse on substack because i did not people actually a lot of you out there did not believe that this was a story i didn't really think that it was that's why i was like let's look at this a little bit um they they did not host an all ages drag show in their store but they did give money to this thing called out on the brazos and they had a booth lorraine notes located close to the stage at the event so they were what they call a level purple sponsor and that apparently waco pride apologized because he said some of the 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 performers didn't live up to the standards of the pride network blah 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 i don't know but they so just so you know that's what they were so tractor supply that was a real story they didn't host it but they did donate and had a booth there so lorraine says people might want to look at rural king instead or if you got a buckites you can look at a buckites in your area too now uh last thing we were arguing over uh, real or fake Christmas trees yesterday. Oh, yeah. And uh, I do fake because of the little fir tree. And also, it's just because it's easy. And you can, if you wanted to, you could wrap it up in cellophane and just stick it up in your attic or your basement and not have to deal with it again. Uh, so, the what was the winner? Because Steve, Steve was the one who totally worded it, by the way. Um, but he was asking, what you buying this year? Are you doing a real tree or a fake tree? 69% of voters said fake. 30% said real. So there you go. I think the fake is it. Fake is it. Just burn your little, little like cypress or fir candle if you want that Christmas tree smell. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. The labor force participation rate moving in the wrong direction. This is not good. 62.1. 62.1. Uh, that equals uh, the low mark, which was in July, also at 62.1 on a recent basis. If you go back in the last year, we had 61.6, 61.4 actually in January of 2020. So when you look at it in the context of 2022, it's a big disappointment. Oof. Big disappointment indeed. That's, uh, golly, that's so depressing. That's where we are, though, unfortunately. And, of course, that's uh, Rick Santelli. Labor force participation rates going in the wrong direction. Welcome back to the program. Wrapping up the end of our third hour here. And that gets into that it's the private sector jobs report. And this from CNBC, companies only added 127,000 positions for the month. That's a huge reduction from the 239,000 that was reported in October and well below CNBC says Dow Jones's estimate of 190,000. And it they note CNBC notes that it's the lowest total since January of 21. Whew. Private hiring slowed sharply. And it's a very very the week total that's a, it is a week total. This is an ADP report, and it's two days before the Labor Department releases the non-farm payrolls account. So not, none, of this is, none of this is good. It doesn't look, because remember, the Fed was looking at interest rates, and it doesn't look like that's 
what they've done so far has been successful to prevent our recession. It's not, oh, goodness. And one, and by the way, ADP, they came out with a statement. The, I think the, the biggest hit was manufacturing. 100,000 jobs lost. And that, they said the only increase was leisure and hospitality, which usually means a second job. That's so sad. I didn't mean to totally take up Kane's today's stupidity, but goodness, that's stupid. That's our today's stupidity. Folks, have a wonderful weekend, and I will be back behind the mic with you on Monday. God bless. Sign up for the newsletter. Find us on YouTube, Facebook, like, and subscribe.